Howdy team, welcome back to another episode of the My Peak Podcast. Brownie, how are you traveling? Yeah, good Cameron. How are you, mate? I'm awesome. We uh, have a great episode today. A, a uh, regular on the pod is going to be Mitchie Woods. Mitchie, thanks very much for joining us, mate. And, and thanks very much for now being an integral part of the My Peak Podcast. Cameron and Jordan, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to uh, a many a discussion to be had on the round table. So obviously our athletes know um, Mitchie really well. He's our uh, mental and emotional coach on the Summit Series, and now to be our sleep and recovery coach on the Summit Series too, um, which is very exciting. Obviously some uh, other people who would be aware with Mitchie, he was uh, episode seven on our podcast, and Cam and I have also been on his, so a really good relationship that we now have uh, with this absolute guru in athlete development. Um, and these podcasts are basically going to be around so we can deep dive uh, into athlete development and everything that sort of comes around it. Yeah, you're our OG, Mitchie. You're pretty much the only <laughs> Summit Series presenter that's still on the on the Summit Series. So the, the crew should know you really well by now. Oh, yeah. It's just all that resilience training, boys. I was able to keep up with you too. <laughs> so, Mitchie, first question I wanted to ask you today is, um, are you excited to, I suppose, take on the new videos with the sleep and recovery? And, and do you see it as a really important part of an athlete's development? Yeah, for sure. I think, I, like when I got the opportunity, I was like, oh, you know, I just like to sharpen up the tools a little bit. So I've been getting into um, some sleep stuff and it's so cool the space we're in because you get to apply it to yourself. And if you're excited about it, you the word you used, which I am, you know, I just started putting more um, emphasis on my sleep and probably like a lot of your listeners, um, maybe they found themselves uh, recently um, getting addicted to stranger things on Netflix or something like that. And um yeah, I haven't really sort of been watched, binge watched many things in my life, but for some reason I just got really hooked on this show. And some nights, not many, but um, I'd be in front of a screen till later than I normally would be. Mm. And I'd be going to bed later than I normally would be. And it wasn't so much of an issue because I could wake up later and it was all good. But I just wasn't as sharp and I didn't feel as good. And I just started looking older and, and less youthful. <laughs> and this is sort of over a period of time. Anyway, um, you know, started doing some more uh, research, finished the series, thank God. And now, um, you know, just leaning into how important sleep is. And the other day I was listening to a podcast um, with LeBron James and his um, sort of like secret weapon performance coach that he's had since he was drafted to the Cavs. Uh, the guy who I'm talking about, he was like an internship doing an internship with the Cavs at the time and LeBron and him connected and uh, they were on this podcast the other day talking about, you know, like what's LeBron's, you know, magic weapon to longevity in sport and so on. And LeBron's just talking quite simply around the fact that, you know, he aims to get, um, you know, it's definitely seven to nine, but more like nine to 10 hours of sleep every night and the benefits uh, that he's having from that is clearly obvious. I mean, he's one of the most um, highest minutes performing athlete in elite sport probably ever mm. on the planet. And the dude's sleeping like an absolute beast. So yeah, I do get excited and I like hearing about all these things. And, and then I, like I just sort of said to myself, I sort of slipped off the radar on my sleep quality, but 
But now I'm back. Nine hours of sleep last night. I'm on back the podcast with you too. So I love it. I'm looking forward to sharing yeah, other bits of recovery and the benefits and so on. That's interesting, Mitchie. You talk about LeBron there. Like what kind of, what was the statistic you ratted off about the most performing minutes? Like he's on the court more than other athletes or other players? I don't know the exact stats, but if you looked at minutes played, mm. um, I, I think he's winning that stat. Yeah, that's As incredible in, because I yeah. was doing um, a video for our parents and um, I get into a little bit of sleep stuff. And one of the um, one of the pointers that I, I gave to them was talking about how athletes are 70% more likely to attain a, an injury if they have less than eight hours sleep. And for someone who has to be on the court all the time to obviously achieve that, that outcome of most minutes played, nine or 10, you must think that, yeah, his, his injury prevention is is based off that sleep, obviously all the other stuff he does with strength and conditioning and whatever, but yeah, obviously sleep's an integral part of, of being on the court. Yeah. And going into like more details of sleep. So off air, we were just talking, you know, about uh, non rapid eye movement, sleep patterns and um, more REM sleep. So your, your rapid eye movement stuff and the gold for athletes seemingly is, uh, and we said it the other day on the phone, like the downloading of the technical and the tactical and the skill acquisition stuff is happening in your in your REM sleep. That's typically happening towards the latter end of the hours of which you're sleeping. Mm. Uh, but also um, uh, seemingly there's a lot of uh, neurological yeah, healing and yeah. That, that downloading of movement has a lot to do with movement patterns and acquiring um, proper movement, which if you don't do that and you're forced into a situation and there's contact and you're going one way and another player's going another way, like your body hasn't adapted to and developed the skills over time as well as it could do if you're, you know, you're getting that sleep, um, which is, you know, if you're having to wake up earlier in the morning than normal, you could miss quite a large section of the most important stuff for you to be injury-free, which is that REM sleep. Sounds like this topic's going to be brilliant for the athletes. Mm, very good. I'm actually interested because it sounds like I'm a couple of steps behind you two gurus. So <laughs> hopefully I can learn a bit off sleep and recovery as well. What about, um, I want to bring in a segment here that maybe we touch base on each week. The segment I want to do is what are we doing as coaches in our lives that where, and Mitchie, you said now that you had to do a little bit of refining on this topic that you've like delved into, um, you know, what can I actually do with my sleep to start getting it one back on track or two reap the benefits. I reckon it'd be a really interesting segment if we bring in what as a personal coach we're working on in our own lives at the moment to see. So our athletes sort of know where we're at and what we're trying to achieve with our goals. Mm. <laughs> it all sounds pretty simple stuff. You know, it's like hydrate, eat well, mm. sleep well, train well whatever but um i i always learn when i fall off the wagon we all fall off the wagon mm, mm. We, we moved house recently we were talking off air about that and you're not really going to the shops you're not preparing i was painting walls moving things around and you know and and trying to do a bit of work on the side so like all the focus of high performance nutrition let's call it was out the window and <laughs> we just had takeaway a few times and i've um i'm not gluten intolerant or anything you know i can eat gluten but I've been practicing a, a non 
glutinous diet, if you will, like in the absence of gluten since I was probably like 25. So that's 11 years now because I'm 36. You you wouldn't believe that, would you? (laughs) No Uh, And um, I had pizza that I normally wouldn't have. And I just felt like my stomach was churning the next day. Like I felt so ill. I felt like I'd hit, I felt like I'd been on the beers for two days. Like Mm. I felt terrible Mm -hmm. and I highly correlate that to that sort of thing. So, so one thing is you're definitely thing that I'm always cultivating is, is like a whole food diet. If it's not a whole product, meaning uh, hasn't come from the earth, I try not to eat it. So like breads, um, obviously things like soft drinks and manufactured juices and just stuff that you processed. Yeah. Anything processed. So back on, you know, unprocessed foods is just such a delight for your energy and your digestion and everything. So, I mean, that's one area that I'd tap into. I mean, I see you, George, you know, getting into things and putting a bit of dill on top, which I commented <laughs> on the other day on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're into your plants. Like yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. for you? Yeah, that's interesting. So like the whole whole food, um, the whole foods that you talk about, Mitchie, like you can use heaps of different terms, but that's basically the goal that I try and achieve is basically um, non-processed and yeah, as, as, as many whole foods as possible. Some people like to throw out vegan, plant-based, vegetarian. I just try and stick with the whole, um, you know, like your whole grains, whole wheat, um, things that come from the earth, like you said. Um, that's sort of my main goal at the moment. Um, there's lots of different goals or reasons behind it. Number one, you usually start doing it for health or performance, which is where I started. Then you start to see the effects it has on the world around us and how you can play your role, you know, as a human here on earth. And then I suppose... Further from that, um, you start to think about the repercussions of the animals and things like that. That's sort of where it goes. But for the original part of it, health and performance is sort of where the whole food diet came into it for me. So, yeah, I suppose you're right, Mitch, you throwing a bit of dill on top of my reels and stuff like that. So that's probably my, my main focus and goal at the moment. I'm working pretty hard on um, trying to eat as whole, whole food as possible. So, yeah, I suppose the plant-based um, community is is where I'm at and, and where the, the goal sits at the moment. How are you feeling, Brownie? Give us like, well, it's been almost a year now. You've been probably more and more strict yeah. over the last three months, I reckon. Yeah. What are you, what are you seeing changed in your life? Yeah, great question. This Charles. could go for a long time, so sum it up. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep it short. I think the first thing to state is before I went um, plant-based, I was already like pretty healthy. So, you know, I'd never smoked, never drank too much, no drugs or anything like that. I was already eating pretty good diet, constantly exercising. So I think when people go plant-based or vegan, they're usually coming off something. So they're trying to cleanse their body. So they see this dramatic change. For me, it wasn't so much a dramatic change. It was like noticeable things, like probably my cardiovascular system worked a bit better. Like when I was running, um, had things like just more clarity, um, no brain fog, digestion was so much better, clockwork, like a, going to the toilet. Um, and I suppose just the enjoyment and the good connection you have with food when you start eating those whole foods, um, it becomes a creative element too. Like you like being in the kitchen. You're, you're connecting to what you eat a lot more. You're connecting to where it comes from. 
you know, going to the markets every Saturday, like it starts to become a lifestyle rather than just, um, I suppose, um, a need or a necessity to fuel the body. It starts to become something that you're connected with on a deeper level. Yeah. I, I'm glad that's where you took the answer because that's what I've noticed. It's like it started off as it's almost like a hobby for you now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like something you base your week and your weekend off because that's that's enjoyable yeah that's what you like to do yeah yeah it is definitely a hobby and it's something that i'm going to like more and more and the more you dive into the community the more stuff you learn about not just you but how it affects the world around you and you know i guess that's where my values are at at the moment Mm, that's good we've done well there to turn a question on sleep into veganism (laughs) (laughs) well i'm interested to hear about you cam why don't you tell me and mitchy what you're working on at the moment i'm actually i'm going to touch on what i was brought up last week or a couple of weeks ago now, I'm sort of playing around with some ideas to get my routine sorted. Mm. Now that we're settling into, or like a as we, yeah, peak. A, a new season of my peak and a new season of cricket as mm. well. Obviously, I've sort of fiddled around. I'm I'm writing a lot more things down now. I've I've always had a whiteboard, and I've I've kind of got two whiteboards, but mm. one whiteboard in the garage. We kind of solely use that for like when we used to do our Cam and George stuff and our exercise, we write our gym mm. program and whatnot. But now I'm starting to experiment with some, like some to-do lists on there, weekly to-dos and daily to-dos. And it's just the accountability each day that sort of, and we were talking about it for our school programs coming up. Mm. It's like just the, when I'm constantly seeing it, I see that whiteboard every time I walk in, in like walk, get home. And just seeing it and just having that constant reminder of what I need to do, just I think it's starting to make quite a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I think we spoke about it um, before, about writing things down and how important that is for actually achieving the outcome. Yeah, 1.2 to 1.4 times more likely, Mitchy. Well, you've you've quoted me lovely there, Cameron. Uh, yeah, the online summit series posts I did the other day, we're in week two now, but last week we're in week one of term three for 2022. And I just thought how nice a thing to start the semester. And like, you know, we have goals for probably every term. It's, it's nice to break it up into the year quarterly, I suppose. Uh, and I just wanted to have a little look and see like what was there because you hear a lot of talk about, you know, write your goals down and because and you're thinking about them, what you think about is what you see, what you see is, you know, what you bring into your life and kind of like all that sort of stuff going on. And, and I, that does happen. It's like the day you decide that a, um, you know, 76 Land Cruiser is your favorite car, mm. you just see so many, many more 76 mm. series Isn't Land Cruisers so getting true? around. So it's like really weird, like that happens. But I think some part of you has selective bias and you like, skid past the you know mum van or whatever and you just mm. dialed in and you focus on that but then you think you're seeing more of it so i think that's kind of hard to quantify that or, or establish like what that is but i still believe in that and i enjoy that experience either way um the other thing i was like looking the other day is like is there research that suggests anything or has anything to do with like do you write these things down and do they come into your life more effectively and like what is that I think like you said, Cam, it's it's the, the general awareness and clarity you have around what it is that you're looking to achieve is is essential. There's a book um, called High Performance Habits, and one of the pillars or conversations within the book is all centered around clarity. 
you know, in the quote in the book, it's like Oprah Winfrey before every meeting sits down and goes like, well, why are we here? Like, what's the point of this meeting? So there's like utter clarity and direction about like what's happening. Uh, if you know you're heading north and your compass is facing north and you need to head north, you're probably going to head north. Mm. Whereas in the meeting, if someone's talking about east, west and south, it's going to pull you in all different directions. Whereas like on your whiteboard cam, um, the focus and the clarity is just like a retuning every time you walk past it. It's like every time you're walking in and out of that room, it's like an update, a download, a level of awareness um, for you to keep heading your true north. And then um, that does then syncopate into your brain and your mind and you're seeing it all the time. And it's um, the more you're encoding yourself consciously with thoughts and ideas, so too you're then building your base of what is subconscious to you. And uh, like, um, George was just saying about his nutrition, he can walk into the kitchen now. It's just second nature to create a very um, colorful, vibrant looking meal. Like that's all of a sudden the status quo, the standard thing where it's like before maybe that was not and it just takes time. And so I think you're really on the back end subconsciously building what is standard habits and standard traits, uh, but it all has to become and will come from a conscious place and a very thoughtful and mindful place about how you start that journey. And that's the hardest place. They're the early reps. They're not enjoyable. They're a bit of a grind and it's not natural and it's not your default. But as soon as you know, it's so easy. Like let's talk about the food thing. You eventually know where you need to go in Woolworths or Coles or your local IGA or whatever it is, you know where all your stuff is. Uh, And it's not hard to figure out where to, build your trolley so you can make healthy food for the week so mm. yeah just tying that in a lovely bow for all of yeah. our little topics there yeah it's good too mitchy sure. what i took from your video too like you can control those things then as well you you use the term like inspired action and yeah. like you say if you're writing things down and you start to like cultivate them if those things that you're writing down or those goals that you are setting or those routines that you're putting yourself into, if they're positive uh, emotions or positive interactions, then you're going to interact and cultivate that positivity Mm. into your life as well. For sure. I think, uh, uh, like I said in that video, I just wake up in year nine, had no purpose. You just go to school, didn't like any subjects, like doing PD, sport, because you weren't doing you went in a classroom for an yeah. hour a week or whatever it was like pd so pd true. was he- yeah, heaven yeah, on earth so i just yeah. didn't care i didn't know that my earlier years of school were like an amazing could have been an amazing foundation of whatever i wanted it to be yeah. and that's i think what's beautiful and what we're starting to see now out of my peak is is amazing results coming off the back end of six months one year nearly two years of hearing us three talk about whatever and and some kids are achieving amazing things far beyond what I was doing when I was 15. Um, I wasn't getting named in Australian indoor cricket squads when I was 15. I wasn't doing anything. So I think it's so amazing like what's what is actually coming out of what what I learned in the absence of what I wasn't doing, which is showing me the way of what's possible in my older years of life, it's night and day, and it's great to see young people um, are taking to this stuff, and it's exciting. Back to the point, like there's a purpose, 
and then the purpose is realized uh, in your life and it just makes you, it solidifies why you're doing what you're doing and you just keep wanting to do it more because um, to be of service is everything and to be of service and help others accomplish yeah. amazing things in their life. Like it's so deeply fulfilling. You know, I've flirted over the years with getting different jobs, but then I thought about like what's the actual exchange on a daily basis or a career path on a daily basis that would happen if I went into the this type of, um, you know, other type of job, let's just say. And it's like, you can't, for me, um, replace the feeling that I get with when someone achieves something, a movement thing or a mindset thing, or they, whatever it can be small, but it, it, it's so enriching. And um, if one of my values is my health and one of my other ones is my occupation or my job, my career, then me loving work is making me happy and healthy and sitting in a good spot within my nervous system. So therefore that transfers to my health. Like it all has to feed, has to feed each other like an ecosystem. Whereas some people just go to work to earn money to buy things that they like or necessities and things they need to have going on in their life. And that's fine if you, if your job um, is fulfilling for you, but if Mm. you hate your job and it's soul destroying and you know, I don't haven't met a person who doesn't value their health on on a deeper level. Like, surely everyone values their health. Like, yeah, you need to find something or or a vacation or a different subject at school, or you need to change to be feeling happy about that exchange every day. It's so crucial. That so that excited thing is amazing. What would fifteen year old Mitchie be thinking about Mitchie Woods right now? Ah. Uh, He'd just probably roll his eyes at him, I reckon. But some part of him would be interested. Oh, I don't know. I, I meet 15-year-olds and, you know, in 5, 10, 15 minutes, you know, I've, I've cracked them and they, they understand yeah. what's going on because I blend, I blend a beautiful world. Like I'm not that old, but I'm not that far from removed from that world. And yeah. I'm like being a 15-year-old and I'm still up to date with, you know, I've always – one of the first albums I ever bought was a rap album, gentlemen. Warren G, take a look over your shoulder. Research that. And um, I still enjoy rap music. Do I like a lot of what the new stuff is all about? Like, no, but I'm still connected to that yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I can relate. And there's, I mean, that's just one popular culture topic that if you're still connected to, I think it goes a long way to... I don't know getting a younger person to feel like, oh, like, at least this guy understands like where I'm coming from mm. with one aspect of my life and so on. And, and it's funny, you know, you write down sometimes your goals and what you want in your life. And one of mine was to sit down one day and write down what is my perfect client avatar and who I want to work with. And it's so funny, like all the aspects of this person that I wanted them to have. And I was like, must like rap music <laughs> and ja- and Jack and Jackson, who's um, a Porsche motorsport racing athlete, Michelin junior racing athlete. He's a huge frother for rap music. And um, I'm showing him all this old rap stuff. So back to the point way back, we were talking about, you know, it's funny the things that you write down and, and your goals and how they are made manifest. Like that's just one of those random things that you, you just never expect to happen. Yeah, it's a, yeah, one aspect of our relationship that we get to connect over and, and share. And yeah, it's just a funny thing. I want to um, maybe use our main topic today as goals. We've already mentioned it a few times and touched it on a surface level, but I think, for those that maybe aren't involved with us at my peak or have access to the summit series and 
and maybe those that have been a few years out of year 12 PE, maybe we should talk about just some tangible takeaways on one, how you sort of structure your goals, why they're important and maybe a, uh, a little roadmap on how you can start to achieve them. You got anything for us to start, Mitchie, and we'll chime in as we go. Well, no, I'm going to um, ask you guys a question because I um, have been a part of the conception of my peak, but you know, I'm not in the meetings that go on with the development of what you guys are actually looking to do from the start and to where you are now. Um, so, yeah, what what does it look like to start a business in its infancy and you know to change and reroute and cha- change goals with your business and stuff like that to where it is now with with my peak it's a good question do you want me to go there you go i guess um we'll try and sum it up pretty quick but mm-hmm. we started in obviously a, a difficult time with covid and things like that and i think um one thing that cam and i try and preach a lot is to be very process driven and we do that with our coaching as well as in our own lives and i think looking back to that stage we obviously had our long-term goals and our big goals um, that we wanted to achieve in, you know, 12, 24, five years, whatever it was going to be. Um, and I think back then we just sort of spoke about things that we needed to achieve daily to to start to move towards those those bigger goals. And I suppose as we went, we've learned and we've got feedback and we've decided what works and what doesn't when, you, when you're sort of in lockdown and you're not actually being practical with, I suppose, the running of your business, you don't, you're not sort of learning as quick as you would have liked. You're sort of still basing it off when this happens or what if this happens. And I suppose once we really got stuck into it, we, you know, we tried to quickly learn what was working, what wasn't and, and where to make sidesteps and also sort of where our passions grew and what we found it need more, um, uh, I suppose, focus. Um, and I suppose we talk about it all the time, but our athletes are definitely really talented and we love, you know, the skill level that they're at, but there's still so much, more work to be done on their holistic development. This is the area that, you know, people don't focus on enough. And I think that's where I suppose the deeper purpose lies, I suppose, Mitchie, when you talk about, you know, deep down inside you, what are your values there? Like we want our our athletes to be the best cricketers they can or whatever sport they're involved in, but people that's important and and what, you know, outcomes they're going to have for your life. That's important. And I suppose that moves us closer to our goals. Cam and I, um yeah ticked off one of our our bigger goals this week we're delivering some school programs do you want to tell mitchy about that it's pretty cool yeah it's actually we haven't told you mitchy we we were just before we jumped on here we were kind of putting together like a bit of like a unit outline you'd call it and it's basically taking our summit series which is like the holistic side of our my peak business and trying to reach a bigger audience we went straight to schools because we feel like there's a lot of students out there that struggle with the same or not necessarily struggle but just have the same struggles day to day off the sporting field which becomes the classroom and we feel like it's a very like for like replacement and now we're trying to take our holistic approach into the schools and work with students and how we can kind of mix the recipe of all these different uh, elements that make up what a student thinks and the choices they make day to day and educate and create awareness around how these different elements of topics like goal setting and values and routine can 
do such or what are such little changes but can make such big differences in their choices every day. Mm. So we're going to head into schools and try and inspire, educate, motivate youngsters to think about these topics that or perhaps they've never even considered before or perhaps that they've heard about and seen or their mates do it or mum and dad do it or brother and sister have sort of spoken about it in high school or whatnot and try and introduce those topics and see if we can create some change within their basically their choices day to day, which mm. lead to the bigger picture that they're trying to take their life, whether that's in the classroom, out of the classroom. And if we meet some sporting or cricketers in particular, it would be even, even better as well. But yeah, that's something that we're kicking off. Well, basically next week, really. Yeah. So yeah, it's really exciting. Well, Coming from year nine Mitchell without much direction, um, if you, if I met you blokes, you know, all those years ago, I think it would have been a good thing. Mm. I think you just go through the motions. It's just, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be so much more controlled and focused and in, in your hands where I feel like a lot of teenagers, they're sort of on that route to adulthood and they, you know, are allowed to, have access to more adult moments you know like all of a sudden you you're not in primary school anymore you're walking yourself here there and everywhere maybe you've got a casual job and you're doing some things but yeah i think just setting really high goals at an early age i think will be really powerful Mm. i think a lot of people when you're that old you're like i'm too young i don't matter but it's like shoot as high as you can take as many risks yeah. as you can because you got so much time it's like oh you know i, I want to get fitter okay like where else could we take this like why do you want to become fit what's yeah. it going to cross pollinate into what sport do you like oh, i actually really like basketball i like oh man yeah if i just had some of this stuff earlier in age and there's a book called um, outliers by malcolm gladwell he talks about just getting ahead of the curve and let's say you guys go into these schools and you know all of a sudden these guys and girls are making a rep team that they would never have made what is to say that's not the the, the mac the a massive trajectory change for that individual because they meet a coach who's got more experience and maybe mm. there's some snc stuff like who knows but it's like shooting as high goals as possible at an early age. I think it's going to be, and meeting guys like you who have high ideals and high values and awareness, and it's going to be fun. That sounds sick. Yeah. yeah and I think one of the great things that I read this week in preparation for these um, talks about goals was the first thing that you want to identify what you said, Mitchie, is setting these you know, big aspirations, these big goals, but then breaking it back into its absolute simplest form, you know, read a really good example about um, setting out to read a certain amount of books a week and rather than breaking uh, in a year, sorry. And rather than breaking it down into, you know, quarterly or weekly um, or daily pages or chapters, it's just about breaking it down to its minimal form. And you just start with one word and find momentum from that. And I think taking that into any sort of goal that we want to achieve, breaking it back into its absolute simplest form, like say going for a run example, the first goal is not the first step. It's to tie your shoelaces together or, or to get changed, close the front door. And I think ticking off those little things to build momentum is yeah, a really crucial way to, to start chasing these big goals. Because once you've got momentum, 
when you start to build that consistency, then you can start to feel a little bit more accomplished and you can start to see that maybe that big goal is not all that far away. <laughs> totally. That's funny um, you say that. That that made me think of when we were going to Kev's mm. and Thursday used to roll around <laughs> and Thursday would be the row day where all you did was the 5K row and Basically, there'd be anywhere from 10 to 20 people rock up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on a Thursday, you might get three people at the absolute most mm. because it was the the scary day. And all I used to tell myself to be there on the Thursday was all I had to do was get out of bed. Yeah. And then once I was out of bed, you were fine. I was fine. And it wasn't, it was still scary because you had to pull the roller as fast as you could for. 5Ks. Yeah, 5Ks. But as soon as I was out of bed, it was a lot less scary than it, what, it, what I thought it was going to bed. Yeah. So that, that's a, it's a good way to think about it. It's like my, my goal for that Thursday was just to get out of bed. And then once I was out of bed, I knew I could do the row. All right. Well, that's pretty proper, <laughs> isn't it? I reckon one of our goals is to try and keep these really punchy because I reckon there's so many topics we can dive into and we don't want to try and cover it all um, in one go. So having Mitchie on regularly is going to be so good to dive into these topics, I suppose, deeply, but also be able to cover vast range and people can punch them out nice and quickly. So do you want to wrap it up with some quick gratefuls? Sounds good. All right. My first grateful is Veggie Gardens. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll use that one last episode. Yeah, about to move into the new place and I keep designing my veggie garden in my in my head and getting it down on paper. And like I said, it's an experience now for me. So I'm really looking forward to producing some fruit and some harvest in the weeks to come. I'll go next. My grateful, I think you actually used this last episode as well. It's the sun. Yeah. We've had so much rain. You've probably had even more rain where you are, Mitchie, than what we've had. But just to be out in the sun, the last week we've had a couple of days that have just been perfect days, like 20 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. And just taking that, you take the sun for granted when you don't see it for so long. So grateful that we're back out outdoors and mm. enjoying the sun. My grateful, um, it, it kind of touches on a little bit of what we discussed about today. My, my favourite emotion that I connect to is to be excited um, being up in a new area, uh, you know, working with you guys and 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 all that's been fantastic. But there's, you know, physically a new area that I'm in. So part of me is is building and expanding expanding my company into this new geographical geographical space that I'm in. And so like the alarm clock went off this morning, um, and I didn't flinch. I, there was not one moment of hesitation of like getting out of bed. No, like, oh, do I have to do this? Or it was like just straight out of bed and into the shower. It was just yeah. on autopilot. So I guess I'm grateful for the feeling of being excited, uh, but all the hard work that goes into shaping and crafting a lifestyle that you're you're enjoying, yeah. and and that it's a pleasure to be living your life. Like that's what it's all about. So just grateful to have had that experience this morning and now even greater to be able to reflect upon that and solidify how good it is. Yeah, that's cool. Are you still in the Tweed region, Mitchie? Yeah. So it's a place called Pottsville and it probably sits in between the Queensland border and Byron Bay, I suppose, yeah. is where it is. Um, yeah, south of Tweed Heads. Beautiful so, spot. Yeah. That's a so good. Spot. <laughs> Are you near the beach, Mitchie? 
yeah, you can hear the beach at night. It's kind of like oh. a nice bit of um, uh, what is it? White white noise. Just so, coming, is Kingscliff your nearest beach? No, Pottsville Beach. Like Pottsville every um, beach. every beach, every suburb here has a beach. Like oh, so Pottsville, right Hastings Point, uh, Cabarita, Casuarina, um, Kingscliff, all the way up to Tweed Heads. Man. Like it's all just. It's like where I grew up on the northern beaches, but like, I don't know, 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just awesome. not, there's not heaps here, but it's very much underway and yeah, very coastal, beautiful environment. And we uh, live in a koala reserve, nature reserve, actually. So there's no dogs and oh, cats wow. allowed, uh, which is good. I don't want a dog. My wife wants a dog, but I'm like, <laughs> not that keen. And yeah, we back onto this reserve and there's just so many birds around. Like That's there's so owls cool. in the morning going to sleep and there's all these other birds like waking up. And yeah, it's very, um, it's been a long time coming, but it's, um, yeah, it just shows like if you keep your head down and your energy up and focused and keep chipping away at your goals, like really cool things happen and, and miracles happen. Like this, there's lots of miracles involved with us being here in this house. This isn't just with the stroke of my brush, there's things going on that I can't explain that have yeah, enabled yeah. us to be here as well. And that's the cool part about life. It's just that's there's miracles. Yeah, and that's right. if you if you're looking for a miracle, you're probably going to find one. But if you don't believe in miracles, you ain't going to find one. It's like looking for the Toyota Michi when you're looking for exactly. Him, you Sam. Yeah, exactly. So that's why the goals are on the board. That's why you know. We can. This is going to be so cool in five years <laughs> to reflect on like this conversation, yeah, and to see like where we all are and what we're doing. It's all going in a positive direction, but what does that look like? Like that's the exciting thing. We don't really know. Tell you what, it looks like we're going to set a goal to come and film a podcast episode with Mitchy live in the new place. Yeah, that's that's one of my yeah. goals. We've, Mitchie, we've been connected for over a year. Never shook your hand. Yeah, I was thinking that. I know, episode, actually. Yeah, it's weird. It is. It is weird like that. But yeah. how cool is technology? Yeah. And still, the feeling that you're you're quite connected to people. Yeah. Um. That's the that's one of the best things that happened with COVID, without a doubt, is the openness and willingness to connect via technology and that it is still a, ve- a extremely viable medium for performance and growth. Yeah. You don't need to be standing with someone. I, I love both, yeah. but I love that this is possible because it yeah. breaks up the week. It's a-, it's a cool variant to have. All right. Well, we're coming up to check out the owls and the birds. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Put the trampolines in the backyard too. So you guys will enjoy that. Perfect. <laughs> All righty. Well, another cracking episode of the My Peak Podcast. Mitchie, obviously looking forward to having you as a regular guest here. You're definitely a host of the podcast. You're a part of the podcast and you're an integral part of what we offer here at My Peak. So we'll probably catch you in a week or if not a fortnight, Mitchie. Yeah, cool, gentlemen. Once again, thank you for the opportunity and great to chat with you guys as always. Catch you next time, everyone, on the My Peak Podcast.